the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We are getting more details on what is exactly in the new contract that Columbus teachers have signed to get them to go back into the classroom. I don't think you'll be surprised to know that it has lots of little hidden items that, shockingly, you'd love if you were a teacher. We'll give you the details on that today on the Bruce Hooley Show at noon, well, 12.05 exactly, we will talk with the local doctor who has penned an opinion piece on foxnews.com about why he, as a doctor and as a father, uh, sees many, many flaws and lots of danger in the gender-affirming care approach to children who say that they are experiencing gender dysphoria, those boys who claim they are girls, and more common now is girls who claim they are boys. Look forward to that conversation at 12.05 today. Overnight, uh, violence in the city of Columbus. That's not a new story. And we have a midterm election coming up in November, a governor's race, a Senate race. And when you watch the commercials on TV, it's hard to know who's the Democrat and who's the Republican because the Democrats, Nan Whaley, the gubernatorial candidate, Tim Ryan, the senatorial candidate, uh, they sound very GOP-ish, particularly on the topic that's been in the news lately of student loan forgiveness. Whaley and Ryan are against it. But in the grand tradition of uh, John Kerry, who once famously said he was uh, against it before he was for it or for it before he was against it, uh, both Whaley and Ryan, now saying they are against student loan forgiveness, have a problem in that in the past, both have said they are for it. Yes, yes. Uh, They will have the opportunity I hope, although I don't, I guess I can't count on it since journalists, (laughs) journalists so-called, will be asking the questions when the two face off, if they indeed do face off, against their opponents in upcoming debates. But to the details of their being for it before they were against it, Nan Whaley, former mayor of Dayton, she's running against Mike DeWine, she's believed to be double digits behind DeWine. And she put out a statement, you know, pretty much in line with what other Democrats who hope to get elected in the fall have said about student loan forgiveness given to anyone who makes less than $125,000 a year. Any couple that makes less than $250,000 a year, if they both have student loans, they can get up to $40,000 of their loans forgiven if they took out Pell Grants or up to $20,000 of their loans forgiven if they did not take out Pell Grants. I think a 249999 income is pretty sufficient to pay back your loans. And actually, so does Nan Whaley. At least so does Nan Whaley now. 
Her statement said, This policy is not fair to the thousands of Ohioans who made the decision to not attend college because of the cost or for those who have already paid off their loans. That was her statement on Monday. Um, Last Friday, she said, I believe if you take a loan, you should pay a loan. Uh, She did not, however, believe that in December of 2020, or at least she didn't say that. If she believed it, she didn't say it. Because in December of 2020, Nan Whaley was then the mayor of Dayton, and she was asked to join her fellow mayors in a letter to Joe Biden uh, asking him to extend student loan forgiveness amid the COVID-19 pandemic. And this is what the letter said that Nan Whaley signed. Extending loan forgiveness to more low-wage earners will provide needed relief to the workforce and boost the economy. Hmm, boost the economy. Nobody seems to think that forgiving somewhere between $500 billion and a trillion dollars in debt, making you and I, parenthetically, the government, we, we get the worst end of the whole we the people argument. We get to pay the bills. We don't have any say in the bills, at least not once the elections are stolen. I mean, um, um, held. Um Yeah, Nan Whaley said extending loan forgiveness to more low-wage earners will provide needed relief to the workforce and boost the economy. And she said that, you know, student loan debt is the second highest form of household debt in the country, exacerbating, ooh, big word, the racial wealth gap and disproportionately impacting women. How many intersectional boxes did we check there, Nan, and fellow mayors? We got the racial box checked and we got the women box checked. And now she says, no, no, it's really terrible. Could it be that she signed that letter in December of 2020 because it would help her with her constituency, solidify her base, and now she's not signing it because she's running behind and she needs to find new voters? That would be the cynic's view. In other words, mine. Uh, Her campaign spokesperson says, the Dayton mayor, has, former Dayton mayor, has always been wary. Oh, yes, I've been wary of student loan forgiveness. Uh, but she signed the letter because she did not want to let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Mm. In other words, on balance, she thought forgiving student loan debt in December of 2020 was better than it was better policy than it was bad policy. So now here we are, a little more than a year and a half later, when you're going to be held more immediately accountable for the words that you say and the positions you take, and she thinks it's a bad idea. Could it be Ann Whaley has wet the tip of her political index finger, held it up, engaged the winds of disapproval, blowing against student loan forgiveness in the state of Ohio? Yeah, I think so. Now, what about Tim Ryan? Oh, Tim Ryan had an interesting tweet today. Uh, I, I did my best to help Tim Ryan expand his awareness of all the possibilities in front of him as a Democratic candidate for senator in the state of Ohio. Because I think given Tim Ryan's tweet, uh, he doesn't understand that there are more possibilities in front of him than what he sees. His tweet said... This is code red. Republican groups are canceling ad reservations in other states to focus on Ohio. 
So we have two options. That's Tim Ryan talking. We have two options. One, we raise $250,000 by the end of the month to fund our next round of TV ads. Or, or second option, we let the GOP outspend us on the airwaves. And I said, there's actually a third option. You can get your rear end kicked in November by people who know you're lying to hide from your record over two decades in Congress. That's actually my favorite option. And the one that Ohio really needs to save us from fools like Tim Ryan and Joe Biden. But you heard Tim Ryan. He's all, he couldn't wait. Tim Ryan, who won't answer a question about voting 100% with Joe Biden. Tim Ryan, who won't answer a question about why are you calling in your vote, yielding it to a proxy because it's not safe in Washington because of COVID. And on those same days, are you out on the campaign trail, glad-handing, shaking hands with everyone? He won't answer questions about that. But boy, Joe Biden forgives student loans, putting all of us in hock for another half a billion to a billion dollars, imperiling inflation and deepening a divide between the haves and the have-nots in our society. And Tim Ryan can't wait to find the nearest microphone, preferably on CNN, to rail against Biden's student loan forgiveness, which he has done. The only problem is, um, back in October of 2018, Tim Ryan tweeted, gotta delete those old tweets, Tim. If we can bail out the banks who did everything wrong, we can help out the students who did everything right. Did they do everything right? Did they do everything right? Well, I mean... I don't watch them on the weekends because, you know, they probably engage in behavior that I would not sanction. But you can take out a loan, sign for it, read the terms or not. Really not important that you read the terms. The important part is the signing of the loan agreement. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not, nor would I ever say that borrowing money on a value judgment of what that money will get you in the long term versus the responsibility that it carries with it in the short term, repaying the loan. I would never say that's the wrong thing. In fact, for a lot of people, it's the right thing. So let's stipulate that it's the right thing to take out a loan as it concerns your future earnings. But in order to continue staying on the side of doing the right thing, you have to actually pay that loan back according to the terms of the loan. So I take issue with Tim Ryan's 2018 tweet where he says, we can help out students who did everything right because if they haven't repaid the loan, they've ceased to do everything right. Because when you take out a loan, you are responsible for repaying the loan. It's called honoring your commitments. It's called consequences for actions. It's called being honest. It's called a lot of things that we don't like to cite anymore because it's perceived to be old-fashioned or it's perceived to be, uh, well, not fair. Or if you require it, it's, you know, racist or something phobic. But now Tim Ryan's against it. He's against it before, uh, after he was for it, just like Nan Whaley, his partner on the Democratic side of the ticket. So what is in the new Columbus teachers contract that they are operating under? At least 71% of them blissfully, 29% said no thank you to the new deal, but they must 
abide by it and are presumably at work under its terms. Well, you know, as I told you yesterday, that they got a 4% raise each year uh, for the next three years. Uh, they had asked for eight. They were they were not really delusional asking for eight. You knew they were not going to get 8% a year. I thought they would only settle for five. Uh, but the board gave them 4% and the teachers jumped on it. Now, uh, they're not done asking, of course. Uh, the head of the teachers union, John Caniglio, says that uh, the teachers still feel like they deserve more. And they should not be ashamed for wanting to get paid more. Well, nobody should be ashamed for wanting to get paid more. It's how you go about your business in order to get paid more. Use the kids as leverage. Uh, I don't find that to be honorable. Uh, Caniglio said, our teachers deserve every single penny they can get and more. Well, what if they got a million dollars a year? Would they still deserve more, John? I would say they deserve every single penny they can get while bargaining fairly and honorably. And John says, I would argue there is no such thing as a teacher shortage. I would argue that there is a pay benefits compensation shortage and a shortage of respect that teachers are expected to do just about everything. No, actually, actually, we're not expecting them to do just about everything. In fact, I can, John, I can ease your mind, my brother. Some of the things they feel empowered to do, called to do, entitled to do, we would love to absolve them of the responsibility to do what they're doing. And that is talking to our kids about gender ideology or sexual identity. Could you and I, John Caneglio of the Columbus Education Association, just wipe that off their list of perceived responsibilities? I say perceived because it is not one of their responsibilities. It is not one of their expertises in that they were not trained as a child psychologist. They were trained as a science teacher, math teacher, history teacher, English teacher. They were not trained as a child psychologist. They should not be, or a sex therapist. And they are not parents of these children. See, the problem becomes when the teachers think they are the parents, and they think they are responsible for regurgitating, and I use that term purposefully, regurgitating their own personal sexual ideology and beliefs upon students. We as parents don't want them to do that. So take that off the list. Maybe then they'll not be worth every penny that they can get and more. Maybe then they'll just be worth every penny they can get. Now, didn't hear about this until today. Under the new contract, remember they got 4%. They said they wanted 8 they were offered three. They struck over a lousy 1% pay increase. That's what they struck over. That's what they used your kids as a fulcrum for to get what they wanted. More, 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 more. Their guy just told you. They want every penny they can get in more. And they got more. Under the new contract, teachers will also receive a lump sum payment of three days at their daily rate of pay. So they get a bonus for going back to school late, I might add, causing upheaval in how many thousands of parents and grandparents' lives who expected school to start on August 25th that did not. They get a three-day lump sum payment at the latest on September the 5th, which what would that be, like next Friday? Something like that? By next Friday. 
They got 4,000 union members. Each union member is going to get a bonus three days pay. Now, call me crazy, but when they didn't report to work on the 25th, I think that was a Wednesday. When they didn't report for school on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, when the kids were supposed to be in school, did Jennifer Adair or one of the other board members get, like, are they dyslexic? Did they foul up the idea that the teachers took three days off that they weren't entitled to? Did they mean to give them a three-day pay cut? Because I'd be fine with that, because they're working three days less than they're supposed to be working. Why are they getting a three-day day bonus payment for three days they were not in school when according to the terms of this contract they just signed they were supposed to be in school that's a giant giveaway a giant needless giveaway this is crazy to me that they get this also they're going to work less While they're at school, the new agreement, middle and high school teachers gained an extra period during the day for planning. You know what planning was in my day? The teachers were engaged in planning. They were in a teacher's lounge smoking. That's what they were doing. They were in there shooting a breeze, drinking a Coke, taking a load off. I don't begrudge that one period a day. Now they get two. Now they get two. (laughs) The contract also states that middle and high school teachers have One period for lunch. So they get a full period for lunch, and they get two full periods off. What is the day? Like eight? Let's say it's eight periods. So you get eight or nine periods. You get a third of your day off as a teacher while you're working. What a gig this is, man. And by the way, you are public employee retirement system. You're not Social Security. So you're going to get back every dime you pay in. Are you and I paying Social Security? Are we going to get back every dime we pay in? No. In fact, our system may crash. Producer Pam, state teachers. Would you like? Would yeah. you like three? State would you like uh, three periods off during the day? And would you like uh, a three day lump sum payment for the next? If you sure. decide to take three days off and not come into work, not yeah. produce the Bruce Hooley show, sure. Well, I'll take pretty, it. Pretty good gig if you can get <laughs> I know. it. You need John Coniglio to bargain for you. Right. Of course, you don't have any children. Nope. You don't have any children that you can use as a wedge to get yeah. your way on. Yeah, this. mine's well past college mm-hmm. at this point. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Unfortunate. Right. Uh, so there you go. That's your uh, that's your giveaway the farm update on uh, the Columbus Board of Education. Which again, again, here we go. How incestuous is this that every member of the Columbus Board of Education was endorsed for election by members of the Columbus Education Association who go on strike, miss three days of work, and are rewarded for going on strike and missing three days of work by being given, when they go back to work three days late, a three-day bonus payment. And are given an extra, in some cases, an extra two periods off during the day because it doesn't seem to me like they were getting an entire period off for lunch. So while you're a working guy, you're in your car, you're eating your lunch, you're running here and there taking a bite, don't worry. Columbus teachers don't have to do that. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.